Chapter Nine of A Month on the Norfolk Broads on board the Wherry Zoe and its tender, the Tub Lotus, by Walter Rye. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. An Ancestor Hunt. It was with great difficulty we could restrain Fatterman from turning out for his three-mile walk to Barningthorpe by five o'clock the next morning. He had been calculating with great exactness that it was precisely two hundred years since his ancestor left that village. I don't think he really expected that on the entrance of himself and his pretty wife, and on their discovery of themselves to the natives, that joy-bells would be rung, and that aged and white-haired villagers would crowd round the church porch, and bless the day on which they had lived to see one of the old name returned to the old country. But I can't help thinking that something of the sort was floating about in his mind and i am quite sure that if it had happened our friend would have opened his heart and his purse-strings most liberally i am rather sorry we did not arrange for some such reception it could have been easily managed with a cooperation from the vicinity of chapelfield norwich and it would have pleased him immensely as it was i had my doubts but kept them to myself, and after breakfast, Mrs. Fatima, having taken two hours in arraying herself in yet another costume, in which she certainly looked uncommonly nice, but which would have been more in place at a garden party at Marlborough House than where we were, we strolled by field paths to Barningthorpe, our friend getting more and more excited as we passed each direction post at last we crossed a ligger or plank bridge over a little beck and turning through a remarkably mucky par-yard or farmyard emerged in the village street it was a typical norfolk street a church with a round flint tower a long low leaded nave and a thatched chancel some three feet lower than it used to be as one might see by the mark on the end of the nave a clump of grey lichen-covered tombstones huddled together on the godly side of the churchyard and coarse rank grass with never a mound on the shady side a few hideous white crosses and wreaths and some half-dead flowers in old jam-pots showed that some few of the recent dead have not yet been quite forgotten perhaps there were twenty houses of one sort or the other in the place mostly built flush with the roadside but all with some sort of flowers nailed up them some with a gloire de dijon rose some with rosemary while many were ornamented with nets full of odiferous onions hung out to dry there was literally no one visible it might have been a city of the dead but for three or four geese 
hissing about the little pond on the slip of close goose-eaten green in front of the beer-house sad to say the sign of the beer-house was not the le grice arms as mr grice had obviously hoped but the three pigeons and as to the red-bricked gabled manor-house with its sundial and clipped yew-trees and all the rest of it which he had read in washington irving hawthorne and holmes it simply didn't exist a few of the cottages might have been old for they were tumbled down enough but sooth to say i seldom had seen a more uninteresting village our friend was determined to ascertain whether any of his family were still living in the neighbourhood so we went to the beer-house and stepping down into the low tap-room we hammered on the table for a long while before we could make any one hear a singularly uninteresting tap-room too it was for there was a noticeable absence of settles shovel-boards and peg-pots all that was quaint was a painted board above the fireplace thus inscribed those that bring tobacco here must pay for pipes as well as beer and those who sit before the fire must move aside for i desire that all my friends as well as you may see the fire and feel it too the ornamentation chiefly consisted of grocers advertising almanacs wherein lovely but somewhat bare-necked ladies garbed in extremely pink dresses and dazzlingly white gloves were quaffing with an obviously affected relish large bumpers of mineral waters concocted in lower goat lane norwich at last the landlord came from the back apparently from the recent and minute tending of swine and on being asked whether there was any one named grice still living in the neighbourhood replied promptly yes adding meditatively and a damned old wagaboon he is too this was startling news to hear of a kinsman after coming two thousand odd miles to see him but our friend was firm for good and for evil and we were directed by the landlord in a most obliging way people are most civil here yet how to find him but mysterious hints were given that if our errand was one connected with monetary matters it would prove a vain and unprofitable one down a loke we went and found the little farmhouse with its tiled roof rough cast front white and green palings and neglected garden full of bushes of old monthly roses and glaring with borderings of big whitewashed flints we unlatched the gate and were walking up to the door when we were somewhat disconcerted by seeing it opened a little way to allow the exit of one of the most varmint-looking bull terriers i had ever seen and then instantly shut and barred with a clang 
the dog apparently well knew what he was expected to do for he came straight for us open-mouthed and but for the athlete meeting him halfway and fetching him a most hearty and well-directed kick under the jaw which sent him somersaulting into a rose-bush would certainly have pinned one of us here was a nice reception to the halls of one's ancestors thought i but in mercy said nothing and our attention was diverted to a red-faced unshorn man in his shirt-sleeves who appeared at an upper window and orated us with a vehement mixture of vituperation and satire we were he explained to us a nice set of silly shabby somethings to think we should take him in that way to incur considerable expenses coming all the way from norwich and dressing up that mother like that to try and take him in was he opined mistaken policy on our part and would not prove remunerative by that mother he meant mrs fatima whose dress i speaking as a married man estimate cost not much less than twenty-two pounds he feared the day was hot and liberally offered us the refreshment of his pump but somewhat inconsistently hoped it might choke us as to the gratuitous injury we had done to the dog he assured us that animal was the property of his son who would assuredly have the law on us and would without fail see an eminent firm of criminal lawyers in the castle ditches next saturday norwich market with that object by this time it was beginning to dawn on me that he was under the impression that our visit was not unconnected with an endeavour to effect the service of some civil process but to our american cousin nothing was clear he was simply annoyed and disgusted beyond measure at his reception and as we came away without deigning a word of reply all i could suggest to comfort him was a suggestion that rumours of his arrival from america must have reached the man's ears and that he thought he was coming back to a victim from the patrimonial estate this eased his mind a little but i fear from the smile which lurked on mrs fatima's lips during the whole affair that she had expected something of the sort all the while and that she treated him to a i told you so lecture when she got him alone that night in the inner cabin of the lotus however some amends were made at the vicarage where we went to see the registers for the parson who knew the antiquary by repute received us most hospitably and treated nuotra to honey and fruit in the garden while the antiquary and fatterman took innumerable entries from fifteen fifty downwards of bygone legrices who really seemed to have been decent people in their day no doubt the entries and the wills the pair found later on at norwich 
will one day be embodied in one of those delightful family histories in which americans so much delight but i doubt if an engraved portrait of the present head of the family or a view of the church farmhouse will appear among its illustrations so i append a view of the ancestral mansion fatterman was not in a humour for more genealogy that afternoon so we all walked over to north walsham instead we admired the great church with its beautiful stonework on its porch noticed where and why the tower had fallen a fragment only now standing like a hollow tooth and wandered about the sleepy little town chiefly noticeable for its narrow lanes and lattice-windowed butchers shops till we reached the angel here mrs green did us all well as she always does at this most comfortable if prosaic-looking house and after lunch we lounged about the quiet bowling green till a trap was ready to take us to gunton the athlete meanwhile covering himself with glory for is it not the tale of how he lifted a blacksmith's anvil and held out an iron table at arm's length yet told in the rush dadoed smoking-room gunton hall had not long been burned down and there was nothing much to see but the splendid fruit in the greenhouses which we noticed in the papers a fortnight later took a first prize at the crystal palace after tea we drove back to the boat having laid in a hamper of welcome provisions at the angel the host of which was clearly intended by nature for a commissary general from the able way in which he secured all we wanted of everything the next day a wagonette came to ebridge mill and picked us up for the day's drive mapped out by the antiquary and one which did him good credit for he showed us the magnificent timber roof of napton church the big flint barn three hundred years old at paston the best barn in england they say the grand ruins of bromholm or backton abbey haysborough church tower and eccles church standing by itself in the sand of the seashore whether it was the sea air for we hardly ever left the coast or the change from the fresh water or the antiquary's explanatory lectures i do not know but we were all uncommonly tired and glad to get back onto the boat to sleep End of chapter nine